Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their Best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they go for players they've seen in the flesh, or will they rely on reputation? Let's find out. Our guest today broke through with an unbelievable performance in one of the films of the decade, This Is England. He was cast from his hometown of Grimsby with a promise of £5 to return to the auditions. He was just 12 years old. It is, of course, the brilliant Thomas Turgus. Thomas, welcome to your best 11. Can you start by telling us who you support and why? My team is Grimsby Town. And at the minute, Johnny, I've been asking myself that same question. (laughs) (laughs) It's... um... It is by far the most frustrating time as a Grimsby Town fan, personally. Um, and me and my dad, you sort of, we, we we spend hours on the phone after every game, and we're just like, it's just such a bizarre time at the moment, and no one's really clear what's going on. And um, but you know, I suppose that's what a fan is. You, you stick with your team through the good, and you stick with your team through the bad. So, um, I mean, when I was a kid, before I really understood what football was, I, I was the kid who wore the Man United shirts. Right. Um, there is plenty of photos of me going around on the internet wearing Manchester United shirts, but that was very that was very much because my my eldest brother Carl, he was, he still is a Man United fan for some reason I God knows why um but I just liked the strips when I was a kid and I didn't really understand football and then I moved in with my dad when I was 13 um and he said the first thing we're doing is we, I'm going to take you to a Grimsby Town game um and that was when we was in League Two right um so from then on I just fell in love I just fell in love with the with, with the game and I understood the game more and I understood what fans what it meant to people being at Blundell Park um and yeah, just ever since then, I just sort of swapped out the Man United shirts for the Grimsby Town ones, and just I just fell in love with the club um, and just everything about it. You know, over the years, I've gotten to know a lot of the people who work um, in the back, in you know, um, behind the closed doors, and yeah, it's just such a beautifully run club. Um, and yeah, just at the moment, it's just it's difficult. It's so obviously, so you so you dropped the international brand of Manchester United and went for the hometown <laughs> yeah. team. Were, were you a player though, Tom? Did you did you like to kick a ball around as a kid? I loved it. It's all I did. It's all I ever did. Um, you know, there was there, there was me, me, my friend Tom Ensby and Jake Miller um, and, and all the young lads who I'm still friends with now, um, and Ben Drinkle and all these guys. We used to we used to just play football on on the street corners for, you know, until until the sun went down and and it got dark and the streetlights came on and. 
yeah, and and still, you know, even now, I I still play three four times a week. So, you know, I play I play as much as I can. Um, and it, you know, as you get older, it's just a but it's 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 sort of disguised fitness, isn't it? So, you know, you're burning all the calories, but you're also having fun and really enjoying it. So, yeah, I've 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 always been a huge fan of football, and um, yeah, and I think well, I'll be playing it until my body won't allow me to do it anymore. <laughs> what position do you play, Tom? Yeah. Were you like a striker uh, or a midfielder? I, I used to play right mid, Johnny, but. But then I turned 18 and I started drinking and, and you know, smoking cigarettes. and. So you weren't in so the engine good, room anymore, so were you? <laughs> running, down wings, running down the wings is, um, oh, that's tough. Um, but yeah, normally up front now, but I've just uh, I signed for um, for a Sunday league team at the moment, obviously, because I know there's, no, there's not going to be much work going on. So it's something that I've really wanted to do for years, but just never had the time to do it. So I'm, I'm a Sunday league player now. What's, um, the, what's the name of your team? Uh, the Cromwell, I play for Crummy Seconds, um, the Cromwell Club in Grimsby. Um, yeah, it's a great bunch of lads. I, I've known them all for years and I, and I usually go down and watch them on a Sunday morning. So, um, yeah, I've, I've swapped me, me Sunday morning wellies for me Sunday morning boots and shin pads. Oh, and now I, nice. I just it's, I basically just sit on the bench for 90 minutes, lads, I won't lie. But it's just been part of it, you know, putting the kit on, the banter. It's a lovely thing, actually, because I, I was lucky enough to go to, uh, to Tomo's uh, wedding a few years back, which was on uh, New Year's Eve. And um, very much like he said... Second anniversary, nearly. Second anniversary, well amazing. Reminded. And he, um, he's, he's one of those lovely people. He's got all the same group of mates he's had since he was a small boy. And uh, they were in the a lively bunch, as you'd imagine, from uh, from <laughs> working class Grimsby. And I can remember leaving the the reception, and it was it was a beautiful place. He had it. It was like a bar, converted barn or something. It was it was gorgeous. He done, and there was a giant wooden beam right in the middle of where the dancer would be. And as I'm leaving, I'd had enough at this point. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I looked up, and well, three of his mates had climbed onto the beam and were hanging. It was a beautiful <laughs> sight. And I just thought, myself, there's a lad who will still be mates with them lads when he's in his fifties and sixties. Hopefully, yeah. it's a wonderful thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and I, I could probably name the three that you're on about that are swinging from the beams. Um, but yeah, like you see, you you see them first, and Johnny, you know, they're, they're the greatest good bunch of lads ever. And yeah. and again, like we've got such a passion for football, all of us, you know. It's um and the banter, you know, when Man United are losing or when Liverpool are losing, just the banter that goes on in the group chat. And uh, yeah, it's just I mean, football's good for so many reasons, man. It brings people together, and yeah, it's um. It's, it's it's really interesting, actually, because I, I host my own podcast and um, the other host, Andy Ellis, he said to me, um, it's called Overrated Everything. So basically we get a guest on to discuss an overrated subject. And Andy Ellis said that football was overrated. Oh. And oh. I thought, how? I don't understand that because the amount of revenue it creates, the amount of jobs, the amount, and it brings people together. Yeah. Again, football really, really, the, the relationship that I've got with my dad is solely due to football you know on a Saturday morning we go to the football we used to go to the football um, you know and it, it's just it's such a beautiful game and, and it brings people together and you know there's so much more to it than, than meets the eye you know yeah I totally agree and also me and Mark wouldn't have a job wouldn't we Mark if exactly. we didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we might do but we sit there in silence for two yeah. hours because there's nothing to talk about which would be slightly weird I was going to ask you Tom was, do, you remember, do you remember what your earliest memory of football was was it like a major tournament was it like an England game do you remember that um, my earliest memories um, of, of football is when I was playing a lot when I was a kid on the street corners. Yeah. Because I'll never forget this because my friend Tom Hensby, for some reason, he thought that he created the nutmeg. He thought he thought that was what? his trick. He, he thinks he <laughs> invented the nutmeg, yeah, yes? Yeah. yeah, so when you... This is when we was kids, obviously. So we must have been nine or ten year old. And um, 
whenever he used to nutmeg him, he used to kick off. He's going, you're not allowed to nutmeg me. And I'll never forget it. I invented the nutmeg so you can't nutmeg me. Is this He created a trick and you're not allowed to use his own tricks against him. And I remember thinking, Tom, this is obscene. Like, Cristiano Ronaldo didn't get it from you. You didn't it's just um, the idea Ronaldo's driving yeah. happens to be driving past that street corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, God, what did that kid just do? Kid on street corner, put the ball through someone's legs. <laughs> going to do that on the right wing, Old Trafford, on Sunday morning. Yeah, it's um, brilliant. Yeah, so that, it's just just fun little early memories like that. And you know, we used to get the ball and and aim for the for the for the posts uh, for the lamp posts and things like that. They can say, yeah, just it, just very very. It's just just. It's just beautiful memories, man. Beautiful, beautiful memories. Was Grimsby the first game that you would have gone to gone to then as well? No, it wasn't. No, no, no. So my first ever professional football game I went to was that it was a Man United game ah. uh, against Newcastle um, in 2005, I think it was. I think it was when Rooney scored. You know the wonder volley that he scored. Yes. Because um, Joe Hartley, who played my mum in This Is England. Yes. Um, she promised me she'd take me to a Man United game. She's um, a big City fan, isn't she? She's a City fan. She yeah. is, yeah. So, so you know, she sort of, um, she sort of put put all that behind her for the afternoon and took me to Old Trafford and, uh, yeah, and uh, I just remember thinking because it's it's called the Theatre of Dreams because it's a beautiful place. I mean, yeah. even if you're a City fan or you're a Liverpool fan, Old Trafford is a it's a tourist. It's like a museum. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Um, and I'll never forget that the buzz of the afternoon, and you know, buying my half and half scarf at the, at the game and getting my program, and yeah, man. So, so that was my that was my first ever professional game that I went to. Um, God, I really sound like a Man United fan, don't I? <laughs> really, very much. It's all right. Listen, you know what I mean. It's like the early glamour turned your head, and then and then and then your dad. Tell him. Do you remember the first Grimsby game you went to with your dad? You said you went with your dad, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I do, and I, I, I can't remember. It was. I think it might have been Morecambe actually, who who um, they beat us last night as well. Um, but yeah, I think it was Morecambe, um, and we sat with my grandma. Bless her. She she passed away now. Um, but she had a season ticket at Blundell Park for, oh. I think, well over 30 or 40 years. And she sat in the same seat. Good for her. Um, and, and I never sort of, I never thought about going with her. And then me and my dad went um, and we won that game. I, I can't remember the score. It was so long ago. But I remember I remember walking out of that, out, out of the uh, out of the, the ground and all the fans were singing. And, and it was just like, it, it just, it completely changed the way that I looked at football going to, to Blundell Park because... You know, you watch all these games on TV, you know, the Man United games and the pace of the game is just insane. And then you watch League Two and it's just a totally different feel. And that you can hear the, the the players' passion screaming for their headers. And, you know, you can you can you can hear them shouting man on and things like that. And you don't really get that when you go to these big to yeah. these big places. So, yeah, I just fell in love straight away with, with Blundell Park and, and sort of the buzz around the ground on, on a Saturday morning. Now, let's... Afternoon. Let's see if this is going to test his Manchester United allegiance a little bit more. <laughs> Your favourite player, Tom, as a kid? <laughs> well, again, as a kid, as a kid, it probably would have been Wayne Rooney. Right. Um, this is pre, sort of, you know, before going to Blundell Park. Um, but I, I always remember just Rooney because he was the kid from the streets and he, and he had that show as well. Was it Wayne Rooney Street Yeah, uh, soccer? Street Soccer. Something, it? Yeah, yeah was... Street Soccer Striker, you know. And he, he was creating these games for these kids to play where you'd, 
kick the ball through the rolling tyre and things. And I just remember thinking, God, I want to be Rooney. I want to be Wayne Rooney. Because he's this big, hard lad who's just sort of passionate. And and so it it probably would have been Wayne Rooney. But as I got a bit older and, and I really fell in love with Grimsby Town, I mean... Uh, this will take me on to, to, the, to the next questions, but um, Craig Disley, who was our captain for a long time, um, he just, he was he was the ginger Perlo for us. He just he <laughs> played in centre mid and he just absolutely controlled the game. He settled everything down and just his vision and, and, and his passion for the club. And I remember when I met him for the first time, I did... Um, Grimsby Town asked me to do a, a photo shoot um, and it was with James McEwen, who's our captain now. Um, and Craig Disley, and I remember like being sat with them at Blundell Park, and I was I, I lost my I, I lost my rag. I just I didn't know what to say to him. I was like, and it's funny because you know I've been at I've been at premieres with Johnny Depp, and I've met Matt Damon and all these Noel Gallagher and all these people. I now wasn't really fussed by it, but when I met Craig Disley. Honestly, I I, it, I lost my. I was so starstruck. Um, and he and then he then came on. Uh, he then progressed to be a good friend of mine. Oh. And it's still strange now. Like whenever I see his name pop up on my phone, I'm just a bit like, oh my god, Disley's like messaging me. <laughs> I guess it's just like that's just the passion that I've got for the club. And and it was you know because of that generation of players, you Craig Disley and Sean Person and um, you know Omar Bogle and these players, they really helped me fall in love with the club. Um, so I've got them to thank for that. Um, so yeah, well yeah, I think I, it, Craig Disley, obviously as a, as, a, as a football fan, but you know as an icon, I think Wayne Rooney was probably my my favourite player when I was a kid. Oh, that's brilliant. I, there's that. there's a really yeah. famous player for Merthyr in the late '80s. His name was Kevin Rogers. He scored the goal against Atalanta in the European Cup in his cup, and he was my favourite player as a kid. And a similar thing, I've got to know him quite well now. And and I always I sometimes meet him for a pint when I'm back in Merthyr when the pubs are open, obviously. And when my father yeah. was still alive then, and I remember I was I was in there, so I was going, I've, I've got to go, I've got to go. And my father was going, I said, I've got to go. And he's going, what's the matter? I'm going to meet Kevin Rogers. And he went, oh, fair enough. Then I'll go. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he was like, oh, that's he fair enough. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, do you know him now? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know him. So yeah, yeah I, I understand what you're saying. They are the they are the hero that you relate most to, Tom, don't they? Honestly, the Grimsby Town players are the only people that make me starstruck and soap, <laughs> and, and soap stars. Like I, I met Bruce Jones, who plays Les Batters, who played Les Battersby in Coro. And I, again, I was just because he's in your front room three, four times a week. He's just like soap stars. Really like they, they sort of they, they make me a bit starstruck as well. They, I never they, know. they really nice. Up the Coronation Street cast. They really. Do you know when we, when we were at the Baftas that time with? Um, I think this is England. Uh, it was eighty-eight was up, wasn't it? And you were all there. And I remember um, the cast of Coronation Street were all standing. It was all the cast. It was like you know, uh, it's Gail. Mental, it's it? mental. Gail is standing there. Uh, what's the name? Roach who played Ken Barlow. And yeah. Vicky went over and went, "Are we going to go and say hello?" And I was all right. And I went over and we went, "Hiya!" And they were all so nice. Uh, Hi, everyone. Oh, How's you doing? Amazing. And I thought to myself, That's, "Yeah, they like their own little tribe, and they the the, the soap the They've soap got people." Such a close little thing. Yeah. Um, James Burrows, I think you know James Burrows, don't you, Johnny? Yeah. He played he played Doctor Ali in Coronation Street yes. for a couple of years. He's just left, but he's a really good friend of mine, and uh, he was working obviously in Manchester at the same time as me. And he used to say to me, he'd say to me, "Oh, do you want to come meet me for a pint?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And I remember I, I met him for a pint, and the guy who played you'll have to forgive me if he's listening. The guy who plays Peter Barlow was there. Yeah. And um, obviously Peter Barlow, his characters, he's in recovery, he doesn't drink. 
And I'm sat in this pub and I'm having a pint and I almost want to say to him, like, put the beer down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> life and art getting all confused in your head. So would Honestly, you, would you do one? Would you do a soap? Would, like, an, would you like to do an Emmerdale or something like that? I you know, don't cu- think so. Not yet. I, I did audition for Coronation Street when I was very young ah. um, to play, um, uh, is it uh, the, the young lady from Hearsay? Um, oh, Kim, Marsh. Kim Marsh, yeah. So Kim to play her son Ryan. Um, so this was going back a very, very long time. And uh, yeah, I don't think I'd do it now. Um, but I, I don't know. I'd love to be in that tribe. I'd love to be in that family for yeah. you know, just for a little bit. But I, I wouldn't not be able to call Gail Platt Gail, or I would, you know, David. <laughs> I would be calling them by the characters' names, and I guess they'd probably get annoyed with me because. Nothing annoys me more when people shout Sean down the street. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you look at the, the, the classic example of Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer had a oh, perfectly, oh. perfectly good career yeah. and then ends up in EastEnders and it's a whole yeah. new world for him. And, yeah. he, and he didn't even didn't know what hit him, really. And you look at the... But he's great in EastEnders. I think it suits him so well. I remember yeah. when he came into it and I was like, that, I don't get it. I don't get it. But then... I like what he's doing. He's putting his own little spin on it as well. He's, you know, he's he's made Mick Carter um, a West Ham fan, hasn't he? And he's got a Funny he's that. got a, a shirt on that that says um, Carter, and then I think it was seventy nine or seventy three. Um, and I said to Charlotte, I went, I bet that's the year Danny Dyer's born. What that number on that shirt? And googled it, and lo and behold, the year that Danny Dyer was born is on the back of that West Ham shirt. In nice. Mick Carter. Nice. Yeah. So it's just these little things that you know that they that they. I think Danny Dyer. Well, he's. He must he must own the the, the square. He's Danny Dyer. Do you know what I mean? But see, it's all but this has all got very soapy, gentlemen. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> he's a nice. He's another nice lad as well. When you meet him, Danny Dyer. So I was going to ask you, Tom, real quickly, your matchday rituals when you used to go with your dad, and what it's like going now since you've got to know them at the club. Um. So matchday rituals. When I was a kid, it was always you know we'd go, we'd get fish and chips. Um, of course, you were Grimsby, best fish and chips in the country. Apparently, yes, it's almost exactly. law, isn't it? I should yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I think you've got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'd go in and because Grimsby is quite a small place, I remember walking through the through um, the pontoon stand with my dad because my dad works on a big oil refinery around here. So he knows everyone. So you'd be walking through and it'd take you 20 minutes to get to the other end of the stand because everyone's like, all right, I go. He's oh, going. <laughs> so like, I always remember just sort of like being like, oh, come on, dad. You know, just everyone wants to talk to you. So so we'd, we'd, we'd have our fish and chips. We'd take our 30-minute walk through the stand to get to our seats because my dad knows so many people. Um, you know, nine and ten times we'd watch Grimsby Town lose um, and then I'd, I'd go home. But now as, as, as an adult, we... You know, we go for a, we go for a couple of pints in the in the in the um, the Blundell Hotel, nice. Uh, and then we'll go to the uh, the little bar which is under the main stand now. We'll have a couple of pints in there. We'll watch the game, and you know, depend result dependent. You know, if we get a nice little win against Scunthorpe, which we just have recently, uh, <laughs> you know, then that can lead on to any, well, that can last for days. That can, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but I, I guess it's all like result dependent, but. So, okay, so you, no do, you do have a different. I, I, I had this as well. I used to, if I, particularly when I lived near West Ham, mm. I would text home and say, put the kettle on, and that meant my missus knew that we'd lost. Yeah, was, I'm assuming. I, was have I a can't stay out greedy after, no, after and, a loss. And, no. but, but if we if you Hard. win, I'm going in the pub for a little You're while. You're going for a few beers. I, this, I got a great quick story about um, Tomo with Scunthorpe. Uh, he was doing some rehearsals for one of the This Is England's, and I was up in Sheffield, I was having a bit of food after, and he was chatting to me, and they'd just. 
he was reminiscing about a Grimsby game where they'd beaten Scunthorpe and they were all singing to Brian Laws, I think, was the Scunthorpe manager. Sacked in the morning. Again, sacked in the morning. Sacked in the morning. Yeah, sacked in the morning. He yeah. sang that in the, he was telling me in this restaurant. He was going, Johnny, it was the best atmosphere I've ever been. Oh. And the whole Grimsby stand was singing his thing. I always remember your eyes were like lit up with telling me the story. Honestly, it's so beautiful. I remember it like it was yesterday. We beat him 3-1 at, um, at, at Glanford Park. I think it was in the Johnson's paint. I think it was Johnson's paint trophy. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Oh, what a memory. Oh, just... There's no better feeling. I mean, we've we've beat them. We've beat done the double over them now. So we've uh, we've last two times we've played and we've beat them. So it's such a good feeling. But I mean, I think we're going down, lads. Oh, I hope <laughs> not. I hope yeah. not. I think we're going down, and they're oh. above us in the league. And yeah, but you know, you you can sit and you smile about all the great memories, and it can't all be great. So you've just got to kind of suck it up and get on with it. And yeah, that's that's all you can do. That's, um, that's a great way of looking. Very at it. good point. So have you got a favourite piece of memorabilia or a memento, something like a scarf I or have. a badge? Have you? Good lad. I have. And and I and I got it out because I thought that we was going to be doing this on video. Um so you won't be able to see it. But basically going back to Craig Disley, the, the our captain, he, he when he left the club and retired, he had a testimonial. Um and he rang me and said, Tomo, do you want to play? And I was like what? Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, so, so we, so I went there and I, I was playing with all the Grimsby Town legends. And I, in the changing room, it was like Disley, Pearson, Carl Magnate, Turgoose, number ten. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> um, so I've got that shirt, but there's a funny story actually because what they did is they, um, they put the shirts on eBay um, for the fans to be able to buy them. Um, and Lloyd Griffith, who's a friend of Talksport, I believe, um, yes. he's a good friend of mine. He's a comedian, good, great goalkeeper, um, and a good yeah, the cat we like to call him. Um, <laughs> so Lloyd, so Lloyd also played, and so my our shirts went onto eBay, and my shirt was getting bidded on. Uh, and mine was going for more than his. And I remember ringing him going, yeah, my shirt's going for more than yours, big boy. <laughs> and, it, and then he come up to me and mine sold for like 200 quid more than his. And then he come up to me uh, on Christmas Eve and chucked a, a, a present at me. And I unwrapped it and bless him, it was Lloyd who was bidding on it with someone else to buy me the shirt because he know how much I wanted it. So bless him, he yeah, he'd gone on and he was bidding on it with someone wow. else and I was taking the Michael out of him for it. And bless him, he bought me the shirt and I've still got that shirt now. It's next to me. I was going to show you, but yeah, so I've got that shirt and every time just with it, you know, it, it, it's just such a beautiful memory of, you know, walking out onto Blundell Park with with Craig Disley and, 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 and all these amazing players that I've grown up watching and loving. And the next thing, I'm eating dominoes in the changing room with them. At <laughs> none, oh. of that, none of that pasta nonsense or energy drinks, energy yeah. drinks in Grimsby. Good old Domino's pizza. I like it. Do you oh. know, I... I um, I won the, you know, you've been on soccer, I am, loads of times, I'm new, uh, Tomo. Yeah, yeah, I, I got my hat-trick ball, Johnny, I, yeah. So I got a hat-trick ball and I gave it to charity. So it was <gasps> off, it was off being bidded over. Yeah, and I thought to myself, oh, I, I, and I was really nervous that nobody would bid for it. It was on a Cardiff City night. And I made Di Driscoll went, who was a good pal of mine. I said, Di, do me a favour, just bid to get it over like 50 quid or whatever. So anyway, later on that night, I was dead nervous. He texted me and went, oh, I didn't go for any money at all. I was like, oh, no, he went, only joking. And what had happened was Michael Chopra started yes. bidding for it with Di. And Di ended up paying nearly 500 pounds oh. for it. yeah so oh it, so it was a bit like oh so anyway he said he couldn't take it home because his missus would have got really annoyed with him for spending the money that on, on money, thing yeah. so he says the following week he's watching soccer am and he's i've still got the ball because he can't see anything and the soccer am find out they go johnny owens ball last week it's went for the most anybody's ever bid for a ball at the cardiff city thing fantastic 500 pound and his missus is watching and she went 
what idiot would pay £500 for a football? And it was him. He can't say anything. He's gone. I wouldn't know, love. I wouldn't know. So the following week, I seen him. He went, you'll have to keep that. I'll have to give the £500. I can't take it home. So I put it back in and it raised another £300. Wow. Altogether, it raised £800 oh, for charity. So Di Driscoll, really sorry about your secrets out there. And he misses if he's listening to this. Oh. Yeah, so. Oh, that I is know. brilliant of you, that. I, I, would, I, I would rather donate £800 out of my bank than sell my soccer and ball. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it's, um, it's what... It's in my bedroom, and you can imagine Charlotte's like, she's I, well, she's obsessed with the interior design and making everything look nice. So the bedroom looks amazing, and then you've just got this and soccer ball. <laughs> in and it's like, but I, that is one that is probably up there with my proudest achievements. You know, I, I've been very fortunate enough to be nominated for some great awards, and I've won some great awards, British Independent Film Awards, but none of it beats the so, the soccer AM. Soccer AM, Patrick Ball, Tom, the one with his son. Oh, out the, the way lads. to get the ball at the front. Yeah. That's what it's oh, going to be, isn't it? And all, and all the lads are watching at home, and it's just such a like. Oh, I love I love soccer aim. It's such a great show. And then when Lloyd went on to host it, yes, I, I was a bit annoyed they didn't invite me on whilst Lloyd was on there. But that you know that's that's just the way it is. So. Be too grim, BB. It's hard to get on it now. You know, I had a film out this year, and I was I usually get yeah, invited unless on. Unless Stephen Graham, and then yeah, he's on it every oh, he's on it all the time. Lee Graham, fair play to him. And I was a bit like, and they were like, oh, you know, and I was a bit, am I a bit too old now to be on soccer? <laughs> <laughs> not, not their demographic yeah, not their anymore, demographic John. anymore. I'm like, oh, it's sorry. A, it's, a, yeah. it's a sad, it's a sad. Okay. <laughs> is always messaging saying, oh yeah, we'll get you on the show and. I'm like, yeah, you say that. You talk the talk, mate. But, you know, I don't believe you anymore. I don't believe you. I'll just watch it from the sidelines. But, yeah, such a great show. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that, like I say, that, that soccer and ball is um, it's one of my proudest achievements. It's, I love it's, it. I in, the, it it's in the bedroom. You, I exactly. love that. And I love that. Where it's, exactly. and, and you've done it. So, yes. you, at least you know you've done it at one time. Now, we've, who's your favourite player nowadays, would you say, Tom? My, see, that's a tough one because it, there's so much going on at Grimsby Town and it, it's it's difficult. But, I mean, we, we've got a centre-half called uh, Matthew, Matty Pollock. Um, Pollock, which is very fitting for Grimsby. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Matty Pollock, I mean, he's a centre-half and he's an absolute wall. Um, and he's, he's our top scorer now. He's, he's a centre-half yeah. and he's our top scorer. I think he's got five or six. Um but he's just, he commands the game from the back. He's very solid. He's very safe. Um, and again, like, he, he follows me on Instagram. And, and he, like, I was messaging him yesterday. And I'm like, this is mental. Like, I've got Matty Pollock messaging me on Instagram. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, my favourite player at the minute is is probably Matty Pollock. Tomo, yeah. could you tell us your favourite ever Grimsby or Manchester United kit? It's up to you. Again, I've got it out Um Thinking that we was doing a video, I was going to show you it. I'll send you photos of these things, Johnny. Please, I'll text yeah, you yes. But um, I've got the 1993 to 1994 um, Grimsby Town kit um, that I got given to me by a friend of mine called James. Um, we was doing a little shoot for the club and he gave it to me because he thought I was born in 93, but I was born in 92. So it's a year before, a year after I was born. But just the, the whole retro look at it and the detail that, that goes into it. Um, it's you know it's got the big baggy sleeves and things like that. Um, it's it's very very old school. Um, it's not the kind of kit I can wear for seven aside. I can't I can't go and wear that seven aside because a I don't want to ruin it and b I think I'd look a bit silly. But um, it's a beautiful kit. Um, it's just it's nice. The, the the attention to detail on it's just uh, it's just amazing. To so anyone listening who cares, if you Google the uh, 93 to 94 season Grimsby Town. Yes, you'll see what I'm on about. But it's uh, yeah, it's a lovely, it's a lovely bit. It's all these things that when I, when I become a multi-millionaire and I've got a huge <laughs> house, 
um, I'm going to get all these shirts um, framed or, you know, put them into like a, into a bar or something like that. <laughs> yeah. so. in, in, your, in your club room. Yes, yes exactly. That's where you get all exactly your shirts done that. there. Yeah, so I will get them all framed. It's one of them I've been saying that I'll do it for years, but when I've got the space to put them up, I'll, uh, yeah, I will get them all framed, definitely. Good man. I was going to say, I, I do want a little chat about that just quickly, Thomas. Um, tell us about how you got cast in This Is England. There's some great footage of you as a, as a little kid where they, <laughs> uh, what was the name of the great casting director? Des, wasn't it? And, um, it's Des Hamilton. Des Hamilton. Yeah. He's a great guy. Big Celtic fan, isn't he? Um, oh, he's off. He's off his head. He's off his head. <laughs> on, on his offices, I noticed in East London, he, he hangs the Irish treacle with Celtic on it outside the offices. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a proper big Celtic. Easily Celtic-er. found that. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. He's a, he's a top yeah, lad. He's, um, he, yeah, he's, he's very, very to the point. If you go in and do an audition for him, yeah, he'll uh, and you don't do it to his standard, let's say, yeah, he will stop you and he'll go. That was rubbish. You can do better than that. And he's very to the point. He's yeah. very honest. He's um, a great lad. And he's, you know, I, I met Des when I was uh, thirteen. Um, he was casting for Shane Meadows, um, who they wanted a young kid who never acted before, who he wanted it to be very real and raw. Um, and Des, uh, Des asked me if I wanted to audition for the film. And, uh, I said, well, yeah, but I'm never going to, I'm never going to be put in a film. So like, I want some from this. I want a fiver. So I charged Des a fiver to audition for this <laughs> in England. Um, because I never thought I was going to get it. And well, you know me, Johnny, I, I'm out to make a quick book. I'm a hustler. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I do. I, I'm out to make money. Um, so I thought, right, well, I'm going to get me fiver from him. And this audition's available on YouTube. Um, it is. So, um, and then he then he got my mum's mobile number and he rang my mum and said, well, Tom, I'll come in and do another audition and meet Shane Meadows. My mum shouted me and said, oh, them film people are back. I want to know if you'll go do, do another interview. I said, yeah, I'll do it, but I want a tenner, Mum. I want a tenner this time. Yeah. So I got my tenner, met Shane Meadows, and so on and so forth. And it was like, oh, well, if you need to get in touch with me, Shane, you're going to have to buy me a mobile phone, mate. Uh, so I was just, because I, I never thought I was going to be put in this film. So I was out to just make a quick book. And then, you know, after a week of meeting the guys, Vicky and Shimmy and Shane and Mark Herbert, I quickly realised that, that I know... and. From a very young age, I knew this is exactly, this was a bit of me. I knew, I fell in love with acting and I fell in love with the, the, the style that Shane um, works and the style that we was all able to work together. And um, um, I'm not crying, I've got a bit of a cold. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting all so emotional and nostalgic on us, yeah. I know, but Shane, Shane Meadows and Stephen Graham and Joe Hartley and all these people, they promised my mum at the rap party, they said, Tomo's not going to go back to Grimsby and be forgotten about. We'll we'll work hard and we'll make sure that he has a strong career and we'll make sure we 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 make him into a, a you know a, a respectable man. And my mum passed away not long after we filmed This Is England. And lo and behold, you know the, the first people that was on the motorway down was Shane and Stephen Graham, and everyone came for the funeral. And um, yeah, and these people. I remember my dad used to drive me to Leicester. You know what? Every other week, so I can go and stay with Stephen, Stephen and Hannah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, these people just made sure that they, they've done so much for me on and off screen, and yeah, they've, they've really sort of put everything into to making me, you know, the, the man that I am today. So yeah, I mean, it's I, I owe them so much. Um, but yeah, they, they, they've well, you are fifteen quid, Tom. Know. Let's be honest. <laughs> <Sorry>? <laughs> You are 15 quid. Yeah, I'm just after some more money. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny's seen it firsthand. He knows what we're all like. <laughs> yeah, it is, a, it, is a, it is a beautiful, uh, beautifully it's close, like close cast. They're all, they're all very close friends 
off uh, off the pitch, as they say in football, right. uh, as much yeah. as on the pitch. And like you're saying, um, Stephen Graham, Shane, they've been brilliant uh, with you, like you're saying, and, and, but you've been brilliant with them as well, and I'm sure they'll be very mm. proud, any mother would, of, uh, of the man you've turned into, Thomas. You've done yeah. great. Yeah, well that's, done, the, that's the aim. That's the aim. But thanks, Donna. Yeah. This is the Best 11 podcast from Talk Sport. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Best 11 podcast with Johnny Owen and Mark Webster. So, Tomo, here's the big question. You, people have a choice here. They can either go club or country uh, when they name their Best 11, their favourite 11 mm. players. Are you going to go Grimsby Town or are you going to go England? I might. I'm going to go Grimsby Town, obviously, yeah. but I'm going to put a couple of like do- a, a, a couple of like ringers in. I'm going to bring a few ringers in from England just so we might That's have a chance. Of- so starting in goal, I'm going to go for James McEwen, who's our club captain at the moment. Uh, good friend of mine, and I just uh, again just I, I love I love who he is and the way that he is with the fans. Um, so it'd be it, and I'm going to keep him captain. Okay, it would be uh, it would be rude to not have Macker in goal. Right, James um, McEwen's in goal. Then right, back, then and then right back. Um, I'm going to go for a, a four three three. Okay. Uh, right back, I'm going to go Gr- Grimsby. Very, a very long time ago, we we had a loan player called Shalem Logan, who came from Man City. Right, um, and he played at right back, um, and it was in the winter months, so sort of it was dark. The floodlights was lighting up, and he came to Grimsby, and I think he only played about seven or eight games for us, but he was like a class above, and he was the most exciting player I think I've ever seen in in the black and white strip. Um, um, so I'm going to put Shane and he played it right back and I think he scored like four or five goals and he was doing all these backflips and he was just like oh my god I remember just the excitement that he brought to the game whenever he got the ball it was like you never knew what he was going to do with it he was just steaming down the wing with him um, so I'm going to put him in there or Carl Magne he was just a safe solid solid player I love Carl um, and then at centre half I'm going to go for Matty Pollock the, uh, the kid who, who, who I said is probably my favourite player at the moment Yeah. yeah. Um, along with um uh, Rio Ferdinand, I think. Rio <laughs> okay. Ferdinand. Love that. I remember his long time at Grimsby there. well. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did well for us. Um, uh, or, 
or Sean Pearson, actually, Ferdinand can stay away. I'm going to go Sean Pearson. Ferdinand just uh, got dropped. Nook- I'm right. <laughs> By, for Sean Pearson. Just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's his team. He can do what he wants. Sean Pearson. Um, and, and I feel really guilty if Sean's listening to this. Again, he 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 become a friend of mine um, from the club. And he, he, he was another sort of like Craig Disley. He was just so solid and the community loved him. And, you know, any sort of thing that was going on, um, like football presentations and things like that, Sean was always there. He was very much part of the furniture at Blundell Park. So um, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep Sean Pearson there. Um, And left back, um, it's a tough one, left back. Uh, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring Ashley Cole in. (laughs) Okay. England, the England legend, Ashley Cole, only because, I've just bought Ashley Cole on my FIFA 21 Ultimate Team, uh-huh. um, so and he's solid. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He's a tough one left back for for Grimsby, and there's probably gonna be hundreds of Grimsby fans that are shouting at me for this because I've I've forgotten or missed someone out. But left back, I'm gonna go Ashley Cole. He played for England, and he so yeah, we'll have him there. Okay. And then in the middle, we're gonna go for the ginger Pirlo, um, Craig Disley, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and again, Harry Clifton. Um, yeah. Who's who's who is at the moment? He's you know he's just got so much passion for the club and his work rate's just second to none. Love that, Harry um, Clifton, Craig Disley. Good yeah, Grimsby. Craig Disley. Yeah, and then and then we we need a, an England powerhouse in there as well to sort of guide us through. Um, Stephen Gerrard. He was, <laughs> I love this. He was, yeah, he's doing yeah, all right well, as well. I'm, as I'm uh... that I can do a, 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 a sort of a combined one. You can, mate. Um, you can do whatever you want. This is Grimsby England eleven. Yeah, I love it. Grimsby England eleven. Yeah. So Stephen Gerrard. I mean, he was just so like, just his passion for the game. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in an England shirt and in a Liverpool shirt. Doing a great he job. In, doing a good job man, in. Uh, he, Gerard, doing a good job up in Rangers yeah, now as well. Isn't he? Fair play. Yeah. He's gonna. He'll well, be just, back, won't he? Yeah, in Liverpool. Yeah, he in charge. Yeah, you'd like to think so. He will be. But I mean. Do you want to get rid of Klopp? Klopp is amazing, isn't he? I love him. No, I don't think he's any, any I don't think there's any rush to get rid of him. I'm just saying in, in, in five, ten years' time you you kinda of could see it, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. He's just also when, out when, there when learning the Klopp trade. Smiles. When he smiles, it makes me smile. I don't know what it is. He's just got such an infectious smile. And I I don't know, I just I really I'd love to go for a pint with Klopp. I'd love to have a pint with him. Fair play. Stephen Graham's got Klopp. Stephen Graham's got into you, haven't he? Huh? He really has. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then, so the front three. Yeah. I'm gonna go um, for Charles Vernon. I mean, he he recently left as he went to uh, Brighton, I believe. Uh, Burton, Burton Albion. He went to um, in League One, uh, and it was so sad that he left. He was with us for three or four years. He started his career at Derby County, um, and he was just when he got the ball recently, he was just so exciting and. Yeah, he just made things happen. And then, you know, I think Grimsby Town had just refused to give him a little bit more money, which he earned, which he deserved so much. And then he just, I think a lot of, you know, he, he went to a he went to a, a league above and you, you can't fault players for wanting to better no, themselves. Quite, and, yeah. No, you can't fault that. Um, but it was such a sad day when he left. Oh, my God. So, Vernon's, Vernon on the left for me. And then, I mean, it's Padre Gamond. Up front for me, he's now at Newport County, um, well, and he's just—he's just the Irish beauty. I just love him. He <laughs> gave us such great memories, and and I'll never forget when we went to Wembley uh, in the playoff final. Um, I think it was against Bristol um, when we lost, and um, 
Oh, was it against? Is it when we won against Forest Green? Anyway, we was at Wembley. It all rolls into one because you get so steaming you can't remember. <laughs> at half time, it was just fifteen minutes of chanting, "We've got Amond, Patrick Amond," and um, he was just—he was just—he just scored goals for fun. And again, he become, he's become a, a, a club legend. But um, he played for Newport in the same league as us, and he came back recently. Um, in, against uh, Grimsby playing for Newport and he was walking down the tunnel um, and I poked my head round because I, I knew him from, from when he played here yeah. and I said to him I said please please don't score I said whatever you do because he always scores against us and I said to him you better not score and he went oh, I'll try not to mate and then he came on in the second half and scored against us <laughs> But luckily, we beat him 4-1 or 4-2. But I, I just remember thinking, oh, I just wanted to, like, stud him. I just wanted to, like, put him out of the game or something because I was so scared that he was going to come on and score an equaliser or, or, or a winner. But fortunately, we, uh, we we managed to pump Newport that day. So, <laughs> so, pump, uh, so Podge um, up front. And then it's going to have to be Omar Bogle on the le- on the right. Omar Bogle, he came to us from Solihull. Um, uh as part of the uh, operation promotion, um, which was a, a club thing that got going on, a lot of the fans donated money to try and help um, with the budget of the players, and, and we we bought in Omar Bogle, and he was just—I mean, he was just fire. He was just every time he got the ball, he was just scoring for fun. Um, he, he helped score in um, in the uh, in the semi-final of the playoffs to take us to the final, and. Um, he then went on to, I think Wigan bought him from was for, I think it was 1.2 million quid. He, yeah. he, he uh, was uh, he was quite the big deal for a couple of seasons, wasn't he? Yeah, he really, really was. And again, you can't blame the club. I mean, okay, 1.2 million quid is a lot of money yeah. for, 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 for our club. It and, is. You know, you can't blame him for wanting to take that. Could they afford it to keep him on? I mean, his wage demands must have gone through the roof because when you've got big teams, and this is this is when we're gonna, you know, they had Will Grigg and and they was on fire. So you know, it was it was just a matter of who, which big team wanted, you know, was willing to spend the money on him. And there was no there was no surprise that he left. Um, but there was talk of him coming back recently because his career hasn't gone as well as no. hoped in in the higher leagues. Um, but yeah, I mean, comebacks are always a, a risky game, aren't they? Because you know he's gone off to to have this amazing career in in Championship football. Is it going to be the same when he comes back? Yeah. You know, it's it, no one knows. So, but uh, it wouldn't be. And for me, he was one of the most exciting players, and he gave me some great memories. So, yeah, is that yeah, the, that, is, that was eleven. That's the eleven. So here's the here's the sixty four thousand dollar question. Uh, who's your manager? <laughs> Not all the way. My manager would be uh, it'd probably be Paul Hurst. Um, yes. Paul Hurst was our manager when uh, he, he got us promoted from from conference back into League Two. Mm. Uh, and for me, uh, obviously, because my my short career of being a Grimsby Town fan, you know, we I, I support, started supporting Grimsby and we got relegated pretty quickly into the non-league. Yeah. Um, so when we won, that was the only thing I've ever seen Grimsby win was the was the, was the playoffs, um, and put, like that day at Wembley when you know there's a we beat Forest Green three one um, will be one of the best memories I've you know I, I'll I'll remember that day for the rest of my life and Paul Hurst sort of he built the squad that got us promoted and um, 
yeah, so Paul Hurst would be would be my manager. And I not. imagine Paul Hurst would also give Gerard and Ashley Cole a game as well. Yes, he would. I'm sure. Yeah, I imagine he probably. He'd probably yeah. play them now. Yeah, as they are now. I was just gonna. I was just gonna finish by saying I don't know if you've ever seen it, Tom. Where there's a bit on YouTube. It's really famous. It's a Grimsby goal against Everton in 1984 in Goodison Park. It is well worth mm. anybody looking at. It is by my estimation and most people the greatest celebration in an away end you will ever see in your life really yeah it's phenomenal is it, <laughs> is, there is one against we played Liverpool at Anfield and we, it was Phil Jevons scored in the in the cup um, and we beat Liverpool 2-1 and Jevons Jevon scored a, a 45 yard screamer um, and that that is just a thing of beauty and again like you said Johnny the, the, you know the, the videos on YouTube of the crowd it's just all oh, it just went mental it, it's exactly as you say Tomo you support a club like Grimsby and a little moment like that like a goal at, at Liverpool or Everton in the cup is just cherish that oh it's just cherish it's, oh, it's, well, we, we played Chelsea recently we got pumped 7-1 by him um, but Matt Green um, who in my opinion he, he's still here at the moment doesn't do it for me um, you know but the managers must see something in him that I don't this is why I'm not a football manager I sit at home you know with my pants scratching my ass watching him <laughs> so this is why I'm not a manager but Matt Green scored at, at Stamford Bridge last year and it was one of the if anyone's listening now um, Matt Green at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea we lost 7-1 but the goal was absolutely it was up one of the best goals I've ever seen um, and yeah, but we, the town fans was losing. Um, we, you know, the town was losing, but the the electric atmosphere. I, I couldn't go because I was working in Manchester. But the atmosphere just from that one goal, even yeah. though we lost by like, seven, but that that one goal was just like, oh my god! It was oh, worth it just yeah, for that goal. Forget the seven. Yes, yeah. there is this. We've scored against Chelsea, yeah. and we are yeah, Grimsby Town. To say it, but it is a great goal from Matt Green. Quite honestly, right, so. oh. brilliant. Yeah. Tomo, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, sir. Be great. I, I look forward to seeing you turning out the Crummy Seconds. That's yes. really what keep I'm us informed. We'll get you back in, back on to talk about Cromwell Seconds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. That's that's if Jeff starts to play me. I hope he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, if you're out there, can you pick him? Sitting on the bench. So good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mind it. It's just nice to be involved. You know, it's just nice to be part of the team. There we go. Hashtag Turgus Ten. We'll <laughs> yes. get a trend in for you, mate. Yeah. Nice one. Thank you. The Best Eleven Podcast from Talk Sport. Thank you for listening to the Best 11 podcast. Don't forget there are new episodes out every Monday and Thursday. So join us for more football memories and another Best 11 very soon. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.